So when Jesus says he has the key, he has the keys to the treasures of heaven. He has the key to the treasures that you need. He has the key that will give you access from where you are to where you are supposed to go. Did you know the Philadelphia Church in the Bible was the only church with a special promise? Jesus had set an open door before them in the midst of adversity. Find out the promise and how it applies to us today. Now join the Word Mission Church International family right here in Colorado Springs and Pastor Paul. My Lord and my God, we are in His presence. We are in the presence of God. Oh, and He's sharing us all. We serve the living God. Jesus, I'm excited. How did that happen? Thank you, Lord Jesus. It takes the Spirit of God. Amen. Glory. We welcome you to those online and here in the service as well. It's a privilege to come together to worship. Nothing can stop this mighty moving force. Nothing can stop God in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right. Pastor Paul, come down and preach. <laughs> oh, glory. I hope you have a blessed week. Um, we had a wonderful week. God is good. God is good. Thank you, Lord Jesus. My Lord and my God. Oh, glory be to the name of our Lord. Jesus. My Lord and my God. Glory be to the name of the Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. You see, when, when, when times get like this, focus on God. Don't focus. Dial in and focus on God. It's so important. We've been very busy all through the season and just leading God's people and all the everything else that has to happen. And this week we just got to take a couple of these off and, and in, the, in the mountains. And when we, we, went, we went to do some activities with the kids, and I'm trying to, these days, it's family time, just turn it down and focus on the family. And the whole time, we were talking about this on Wednesday, 1 Corinthians 16, 15. We're talking about people who are devoted, addicted to the ministry. Some, something is an uh, the King James used the word addiction. New King James tones it down a little bit and says devoted. But when you are devoted to something, you can't take your mind off of it. So we get to this place, this rapture place, and they said they are giving the safety instructions. And the first thing they said is, if anything happens on this river, the safest place is in the boat. Then my bells go off. I'm already getting the sermon out of it. <laughs> the safest place in life is in Jesus. When it gets difficult, the safest place is in the boat. Don't get out of the boat. I pray in the name of Jesus, no matter what you may be going through, hold fast to God. Hold fast to him. He's your security. And that ties into what we'll be talking about this morning. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right. So we are looking at the churches in Revelations and the messages that Jesus Christ gives to them and how it applies to us. We looked at the, the first two lessons. We focused on Pegamos. Turn your Bibles with me to Revelations. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Revelations. Thank you, Lord Jesus. My Lord, thank you, Pastor Paula, for that message. That's a whole sermon right there. My Lord and my God. <laughs> Revelations 3. Revelations 3. Jesus is good. Say some, somebody say God is good. Right. Say God is good. Right. All right. Revelations 3, 7. 
He says, and to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, right? These things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts, and shuts and no one opens. I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door. And no one can shut it. For you have a little strength. You have kept my word and have not denied my name. Indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not. But lie, indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet. And to know that I have loved you because you have kept my command to persevere. I also will keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world. Notice this. To test those who dwell on the earth. Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have that no one may take your crown. He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. And he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God. The new Jerusalem which comes down out of heaven from my God. And I will write on him my new name. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Let me give, you, let me give us a little background about this city of Philadelphia. They were a border town um, in, in, in Asia. And these seven churches were actual churches that he was writing letters to in Asia, in Asia Minor. Now, when he says to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, we talked about this. If the word there is in the Greek is angelos. And it talks about a messenger, someone with a special message. And in this case, he's referring to the pastor of the church. So he's, he's, this message is addressed to the pastor of the church. And it's interesting that he didn't talk to the church directly. When God wants to talk, he won't bypass the authority. He will pass through the said authority and, 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 and bring the message in, the, in this particular instance. And then he says... So they were located on the border town, on the border town of, of with uh, Mysia, Lydia, and Phrygia. Now, when you left that place, Philadelphia, you went into other places <laughs> in, in, in that well. And one of the things, because of, of, the, of, of how they were, where they were located, they had the opportunity, their, their idea, Philadelphia, again, it was established by a certain king who loved, so loved his brother. He just said, I want to establish this city for you. So Philadelphia means brotherly love. That's, that's, that's the meaning of it. So he set up this town for his brother, and because of their location, they were a center for Greek culture, Greek language, and Greek commerce, and their goal was to take that culture to and spread it throughout that area and beyond. So it will give you the history will give you a background when, when we start digging into it. And as a res, as a result, it, the, the thing, they were so successful. I mean, in in AD seventeen they had an earthquake and, and, and they also had frequent earthquakes in the city. The city kept shaking. And then the king rebuilt it again. The, the, what they had, whatever they were trying to do, worked so well but, but, that by AD 19, Lydia, which was a close-by town, had totally transformed and to become into that Greek culture that you, you wouldn't even have remembered that they didn't have anything to do with, with, with Greek or Greece. So that is, this is the kind of place that they, that they live. 
And they, they also worshipped, they were known for the God, worshipping of the god Dionysius, which was the god of wine. That was one of the things that they were known for. So Jesus comes to this church, and this was, incidentally, this is one of the churches that he had nothing negative to say about. With that background, let's dig into what, what he says to them. So he says, this thing says he who, he who is holy, he who is true. When we talk about holiness, Jesus is absolutely holy. There is no sin in him. There is no iniquity. He is absolutely holy. Then when he talks about he who is true, our word there in the Greek comes, is trying to tell us that he is the one who is genuine. He's the one who is authentic. He's the one who is real. You see, we look for things that are authentic, real, and all these things. He's saying that if you're looking for somebody that is holy, if you're looking for somebody that is true, it's me. I'm the one. Then he goes on to say, he says, he who has the key of David. Now, what is this key of David? Turn with me to Isaiah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. That is the only time that, 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 that expression is, is used. Isaiah 22. I'm taking my time here. This is very, very important. Isaiah 22, verse 20. Notice this. It says, Then it shall be in that day that I will call my servant Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah. I will clothe him with your robe and strengthen him with your belt. I will commit your responsibility into his hand. He shall be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to the house of Judah. The key of the house of David I will lay upon his shoulder. So he shall open and no one shall shut. And he shall shut and no one shall open. He's saying that Jesus is the one that has the key of David. Now, this Eliakim was a servant in the house of Hezekiah. And this Eliakim was the one that had the key to the treasures in the palace. So when Jesus says, I have the key, if you went to the palace of Hezekiah to get to the place with the treasures, you are not going to go past Eliakim. Call him the key man. The man with the key. He's the one that is going to give you access to those treasures. He's the one that is going to open the door for you. So when Jesus says he has the key, he has the keys to the treasures of heaven. He has the key to the treasures that you need. He has the key that will give you access from where you are to where you are supposed to go. So Jesus speaking in Matthew chapter 16, notice this. Matthew 16 verse 19. Thank you Lord Jesus. Matthew 16, 19. He says, We trust you're being blessed by this Word Mission Church International message. We are conveniently located here in Colorado Springs, and we look forward to meeting you in person soon. Text us at 719-235-5535 with any questions or for prayer. Visit wordmissionchurchinternational.org for more life-giving messages. Learn about our famous kids' church, Lion and Lamb series. Connect with local or foreign missions. Like Word Mission Church International on Facebook to get notifications for live stream. 
subscribe on YouTube, and even watch live on www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. Let's continue this insightful message. I will give you the keys. Now here he talks about keys. Of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. I give you keys. You see, the kingdom of God functions on keys. When you close service this morning, you have a key to your car. Or you have the ones, if you have the ones that you push the button, that is still a key. But to get into your car, you see, when you get to your car, you are not going to stand there and pray in tongues for the car to open. <laughs> you have the keys. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You have the keys, you open the key, and then you, you put it in the ignition, or you press, push that button, and the car starts. I give you keys. I am the one who has the keys to the kingdom of heaven. To all the treasury, treasuries in heaven. All the treasures. You are not going to be able to access those treasures outside of me. If you are listening or watching online or TV or wherever you may be listening to on the radio. Listen. The keys to where God has destined for your life. Jesus, number one, if you are unsaved, he's the only one that can give you salvation. If you don't have, I mean, no Jesus, no other God, no other religion can get you to God. Only Jesus can get you to God. The Bible says God has set eternity in our heart. That longing, that searching in your heart that you are trying to fill with all these vices, that you are trying to fill with sin, only Jesus can satisfy. Nothing else can satisfy. And so I am encouraging you. I am admonishing you. Oh, Jesus Christ himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. I am the one with the key. I am the one that can give you access to the Father. I am the one that can give you access to the treasures in the kingdom of God. I am the key man. You cannot go around me to access any of the treasures of God. In the mighty name of Jesus, I have come to announce to you by the living God. And this morning, Jesus is saying, I am the one with the key. And if you are willing to go through me, I will open to you the door that no one can shine. I'm jumping ahead of myself. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I have the keys. So, so Jesus, notice in Luke chapter 11, thank you, Lord Jesus. Luke 11, he, he was speaking, he was speaking to, to those, those lawyers. And he used an expression saying that, look, you people have taken the keys. You refuse to go in and you are preventing others from going in as well. Luke eleven fifty two. Notice this. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Luke eleven fifty two. He says, woe to you, lawyers, for you have taken away the key of knowledge. You did not enter in yourself, and those who were entering in 
you hinder. <laughs> Have you ever run into people like that? <laughs> they refuse to go in, but they won't let others go in. You almost want to push them out of the way. Get out of the way and let me go in. <laughs> These lawyers had rubbed this simple message of the gospel and what Jesus was trying to tell them. And, and differently, they wouldn't go in. One, one, one time, in the book of Acts, there was this, there was this person, Elimas the sorcerer. He's a typical example of, of somebody like that. They were preaching the gospel and, and he, he, he wouldn't go in. And he wanted to stop the deputy from, from hearing the gospel. And, and, and not, if, you are not going, if you are not interested, get out of the way and let somebody go in. It's that simple. Is that not it? <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> so, so you know what Paul did? I mean, he said, he, he said he, 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 verse 13, Acts 13, 8, he says, But Elemas, the sorcerer, Notice this, he says, for so is his name by interpretation, we stood them seeking to turn away the deputy from the faith. Then Saul, who is called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost, set his eyes on him and said, O full of all subtlety and all mischief, thou child of the devil, thou enemy of all righteousness, would thou not cease to pervert the right way of ways of the Lord? And now behold, the hand of the Lord is upon you and you shall be blind, not seeing the sun for a season. And immediately there fell on him a mist and a darkness, and he went about seeking someone to lead him by the way. Then the deputy, when he saw what was done, notice this, believe, being, notice this, astonished at the doctrine of the Lord. We need some of those doctrines now these days. Play around with the gospel, the hand of God is on you. you, you people will start, some people start lining up. <laughs> and stop messing around with the gospel. He won't go in, he's preventing others from going in. Paul said today, yeah, I'm, this is a small, it's just a small doctrine. Shall be blind for a season. Anybody standing on your way to the door of access, that which God has done for your life, may God clear them out of the way so you can enter in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Anyway, I thought I would just throw that in. That, that's not the main, main focus of this one. But it's important to understand. So, so he's talking about keys. And then notice as well, Jesus speaking in Revelations. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Revelations 1.18. Revelations 1.18. He says, I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. I have, and I have the keys of Hades and of death. I have the keys of hell and of death. Then in Revelations 9.1, also talking about keys. Notice how he puts it. He says, Thank you, Lord Jesus. He says, Then the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star falling from heaven to the earth. To him was given the key to the bottomless pit. Revelations 21, notice this. He says, he says, Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, notice this, having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. He laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and burned him for a thousand years. And he cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal on him so that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years were finished. But after these things, he must be released for a while. Notice that this angel had the key to the bottomless pit. You see, the devil sometimes makes us think that he's very powerful and sometimes even more powerful than God. No, he's not. Don't ever get that idea. One angel 
took him, took a key, put him in the, in the pit, and locked him up. One angel. <laughs> exactly. One angel with one key. Took him, oh my Lord and my God. And, and, and said, look, you've been deceiving the nations too much. Enough of that. One angel took this poor old devil. <laughs> that goes around as if he's a, he's a big shot. And bottled him up for a thousand years. I'm looking forward to that day. Hallelujah. But in the meantime, Jesus has given us authority in, in Christ Jesus over him. So we can use and exercise our authority in Christ and say in the mighty name of Jesus, I resist you. Get out of my environment. And he has to flee. James 4, 7. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Don't let him around. Take that key and exercise that authority in the name of Jesus. So Jesus says he has the key. He has the keys. And then notice on, no, let's, let's keep going here. We have, a, we have a long way to go. He says, not, notice this. Notice, notice, notice what he says. He says, I have set before you an open door. And no one can shut it. I have set before you an open door. He says, when he who opens and no one shuts, verse, verse, eight, verse 7, and shuts and no one opens. These Philadelphians knew exactly what he was talking about. Because in their mind, they were going to t take and spread the Greek culture. But Jesus is saying to them, later on he says, you have a little strength. You are small numerically. But I have set before you an open door. And you see, what he was trying to tell them was, there is an open door right across the border. You don't have to look very far. There is an open door right across, and I have opened it, and that door indicates an opportunity. It indicates you going from where you are to where God has destined for your life. A door indicates that an opportunity has been opened before you. So he's telling these Philadelphians that, look, there is an open door right around you. Go for it. And you see, when a door is open, the key is to be able to recognize the door. The door. They understood exactly what he was saying because in their, their, their goal from the natural standpoint was to take that Greek culture and spread it around. And, and, and when he, when he talk, uses the word church, the word church really started as a political term. They were ecclesia, a group of people that would gather and, and govern from their gathering. And so when Paul used, and when throughout the Bible, the New Testament, when they used that word church, it comes, they had the ability to determine the laws that passed and the laws that didn't pass. What he's talking about is, my my Lord and my God, He's giving us territorial command. He's giving us the ability to govern the affairs of our city, the affairs of our nation. And in the mighty name of Jesus, thank God in these days and times, my Lord the Jesus Christ said, Ah, I give you the keys. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. In the name of Jesus, let's rise up and begin to exercise that territorial and governance command. In these days and times. I have opened a door before you and no one can shut it. I have opened a door. You see, there is a, you see, when God opens a door, you have to go through it. It's so important. And when he says I'll open a door, when, how, how will I know it's an open door? When God opens a door, it will be right before you. 
It, it will be right before you. It will be in front of you. And you have to, the ability to recognize it and the ability to enter into it. You see, sometimes you can pray and pray, but when a door opens, sometimes you, you see, when, you, when he uses the, 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 the word door, he also talks about various times in, 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 in the New Testament. These are the same words that I use in Acts chapter 5, verse 19. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Acts chapter 5, verse 19. We trust you were blessed by this message. To listen to the entirety of this message, search for Word Mission Church International on YouTube. There you can subscribe to never miss another sermon. You can also listen to the entire series on our YouTube page. On Facebook, find Word Mission Church International. Connect with us for live prayer sessions. On wordmissionchurchinternational.org, we invite you to take advantage of amazing resources. Simply text RADIO to 719-496-4930. Connect with us and receive Christian resources like scripture prayer cards, free book download, and more.